Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. Hey there, my wise friends. Thanks so much for being here for episode 28 of the podcast, which I'm so happy to say is with my lovely friend, artist and designer, Rebecca Harrison. I love this conversation so much as it's all about the courage it takes to give up a steady job and make the leap into the unknown, which is what Rebecca did at the beginning of 2020. And sure enough, the first thing that she had to do was trust that it was all going to work out when the pandemic arrived. But for Rebecca, moving away from all the shoulds and expectations of others has been a path to finding true freedom. We also talked about her creative process and how she finds her motivation and inspiration, which I personally find fascinating. Hope you enjoy listening to her just as much as I did. I'm so thrilled to be sharing with you the wisdom of a very gifted and talented architect, designer and self-taught fine artist, Rebecca Harrison. Rebecca's work speaks for itself, from awe-inspiring seascapes with names like Breathe, Freedom and Take Me Away, to exquisitely detailed line drawings, her range is incredible. A visit to her beautifully designed website is enough to get a dose of escapism for an hour in itself. Or even better, her Instagram feed, which has some mesmerizing videos of her painting process and has me absorbed and completely distracted from what I'm supposed to be doing for hours. It's so clear that her inspiration comes from her love of the outdoors, but also her inner motivation to create. For Rebecca, her art really is an intuitive form of communication and escapism. I can really sense the conversation she's having with herself. But what intrigues me most about Rebecca is her decision to pivot from her busy London-based career, working with some of the most influential architectural practices in the country, and follow her heart on an adventure of creativity. Finding the courage, confidence and motivation to go it alone and exchange some of the expectations and shoulds for the freedom, challenges, exhilaration and fulfillment of the unknown by sharing her work directly with her audience. We first met at a retreat set in the beautiful countryside around Arundel, and I was so taken by her line drawings of animals that I commissioned her to do one of our own handsome boy, Bailey, which still has pride of place in my daughter's bedroom. But I think we not only connected through a shared interest in creativity, but also an introvert's natural tendency to sit back with a cup of tea and be one of life's observers. There's something enchanting about Rebecca's calm, serene approach to life that gives me a sense of inner peace. So Rebecca, welcome to the podcast and thanks so much for joining me as I know that being in the spotlight isn't in your comfort zone and I can relate to that completely. Thank you. Well, thank you for that lovely, warm introduction. (laughs) You You are so welcome. So as I was saying, I was really interested in this idea of you know, you explain about this on your about page that you kind of just embraced moving away from expectation and the the qualifications that you had as an architect to something that felt a little bit more like you as a career. Yeah, so I feel like I've almost come full circle. (laughs) I think I was always a very creative, arty child. That's just naturally who I was and I guess at that age it was my escapism Mm, mm. (laughs) I could bury my head in my sketchbook and draw and and yeah I was quite shy and introverted and quiet and and art was something that I was always quite good at then so I think I quite like that but um yeah I I guess I then picked up on all this messaging that sort of art wasn't really a thing that you could pursue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was you're going to make a living from it. Exactly, and I and yeah, this was continually fed into me, and so yeah, 
and being so shy and lacking in self-belief I mm. would I would very much listen to what other people were telling me and I would do what they told me because obviously they knew best and I didn't you know who was I to know myself <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I followed this journey of I guess I veered away from art and went and studied architecture so I did my part one in Newcastle and and actually it, it wasn't until Newcastle that I picked up a paintbrush. <laughs> um, I'd always only ever done drawing up until that point. So, so that was fun. That was a really nice part of the course that I did. I purposely chose a more arty course rather than a, yeah. a, a more mathematical, technical course. And yes, ended up in um, working in architecture, not as an architect, but as a CGI artist, so architectural visualiser for 10 years and loved it and and I did enjoy it however my heart was never in it fully and I think over the last five six years I picked up my pens and paintbrushes and everything again and and just realized that I get way more fulfillment through expressing myself in my own way <laughs> yeah yeah that's what comes through it's really yeah. and it's amazing you know those seascapes they've just got this oh you just it is mesmerizing you know watch it but watching you painting them as well mm -hmm. you know what I love about the Instagram feed is you occasionally just have this me kind of with you <laughs> so we can see your techniques and yeah so was that something that came about as a sort of um a response to perhaps the pandemic you know this sort of need to really re-engage with nature perhaps well so i i mean the, the decision it was a long made decision um to leave my life and job and everything yeah, let go of everything <laughs> obviously that wasn't an overnight decision it did come about um the end of January last year so I had my first day had a couple of weeks holiday and then started work for February middle of February 2020 and then obviously a month later we all got locked down <laughs> so whatever expectation I had at the time of like this is what I'm going to do with my business I mean well <laughs> yeah so all, all that so, so even if you because that's the thing isn't it you're stepping into the unknown it's you're mm -hmm. stepping away from the solid career the the definite salary the, mm -hmm. the life that you know you're yeah. stepping out of of that comfort zone into the unknown anyway and then it was even more unexpected yeah. and unknown so how's yeah. that been do you know what i think obviously it's i mean i think the whole transition for me has been a big process um and yeah there's been quite a lot of delving deep <laughs> within to figure out how i was coping and doing with it all and yeah there's been an awful lot of change but i think i was feeling luckily i was feeling pretty good in myself and strong in that decision that I was making for myself it was my choice it wasn't made off the back of the pandemic so it, it was something that I was building up to and because of that I think uh, actually it's been quite nice for me in some ways to just have some quiet time sort of getting to know my work um, right. and, you know on a daily basis now I have so much time this is what I'm doing every day I'm just trying to tap into what it is that I really want to be doing for a lifestyle because I yeah. see it, I do see it as you know that this is it now I've come back it feels like the right thing to be doing um feels like me it, it's it gives me a voice which I think was maybe lost in my old job yeah. and um yeah, and I trust myself that I can kind of get through and be resilient and pivot and be agile throughout it all. And and perhaps the quietness of the pandemic has, has really allowed me to explore that 
So oh, it's no. almost been a, yeah, it's almost been a good time, a good thing to be able to, if you're in the middle of regrouping anyway, to be able yeah. to say, right, okay, and this, the world sort of stopped and paused for a little bit and yeah. I can. Because that can be noisy out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, oh, this, yeah. it's interesting, this thing about introversion, because I know, you know, we discussed even when we were on that retreat, it's all about um, this constant need to sort of put yourself out there, which is quite difficult but if you do it in a way that sort of honors yourself if it's you know I found I would never have imagined podcasting you know it's like and I still find it much much easier to be on this side of the microphone asking the questions yeah. than, than answering them I still I'm, I'm still really aware of that it's being seen isn't it that is yeah. sort of, it brings up a fear that is is yeah well that's that. instinctive. <laughs> mm -hmm. no it's not but it is you know, we all have a voice and yeah. and I think I think that's it. Um I, I mean I'm amazed that I had a good night's sleep last night. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, ten years ago I would have not slept worrying yeah. about it. And um I think it's important, yeah, if you find the right way for you to express yourself. It doesn't need to be loud and yeah and an extroverted, even though especially on the internet there's lots of shoulds and this is what you should be doing to yeah absolutely yeah. so you're you're really owning that now that sense of and what I've watched is this evolution of as you say finding your voice so the little messages underneath your posts are all starting to be around that you know expressing yourself and finding finding what it is you love doing and how much that's meant to you mm. and it's just that sort of um yeah, I guess speaking your own truth. It's like, this is how it is for me. And then you connect with other people who, who, who feel the same way, you know, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of natural way. So it's almost like your little corner of the internet, you know, especially on Instagram, where you're just yeah. putting your art out there. And, and there is something really captivating about, well, certainly I find it for watching people who are so talented, just kind of sketch away or paint or you know and, and as I said in the intro what's so amazing about you is this range of talent because you can go from the, the exquisite detail of really fine line drawings and you've been doing all those pictures from Lincolnshire where you're based and then the the painting is much more expressive and much more yeah. free and loose and yeah. that's quite unusual I think yeah I think we're um and actually this was probably when we first met I think I was probably in this place of listening to the outer world sort of saying oh you need to specialize mm. you know people need to understand what you're about and who you are and you can't do that with like how are you gonna weave painting into this work and I think just over time and 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 doing it and yeah, yeah. just putting it out there, we can get stuck in our own heads about this stuff and does it it's all me and I enjoy both forms of you know, yeah, the detailed illustration work and obviously I paint as well and they both come from me and so yeah. Yeah. Why shouldn't I be able to put both things out there? And, and you know, surprisingly, nobody complained when I started doing it. <laughs> no, and it's, you um, know, some people probably gra gravitate more towards the seascapes. And yeah. but then for somebody who who wants, you know, like you just made the tote bags with with the, mm -hmm. the prints, you know, that that's relevant for that. And it fits. And so I love this idea of, um, you know, we were talking before we started recording about being multifaceted and I think so many of us are we all have different skills and talents but we were yeah perhaps squeezed too tightly into a especially when you're earning your your living and it's a profession of saying no you've got to sort of do this at the expense of everything else everything else has yeah. to be just a hobby and and this is what you're doing so this idea that you can really bring all of those facets into the fore and and just yeah see which ones resonate and and where where you get the response as you put stuff out there it's just amazing yeah <laughs> so so for you what's the um 
what's the sort of moment where you go, okay, because um, I'm interested in this this process of almost like the discipline that has to happen with art. I think sometimes we think, oh, it's when you feel like it and and when when I'm inspired, mm. but it's kind of the the sort of how do you do you have a set time for right i'm going to paint in the mornings until i'm finished or do you allow yourself a bit of of sort of i'm going to wait until i'm inspired to do something so yeah that's an interesting question <laughs> and and actually one of the questions that i get asked the most is how long does it take you and that's a really sort of I mean, I know I get what people are asking me, but it's an obscure one for me to answer because it's not as a big difference between the time that I'm there with pen in my hand or brush in my hand painting. I mean, that's one thing, but the process as a whole is much more drawn out. Um, so I do, I work on a lot of commissions. Um, so if, if, for example, I'm working on a commission, there'll be the whole consultation process and I'll, if it's a painting, for instance, we'll work out, I mean, some people come to me with a very clear idea um, and a photograph even of what they would like painting. And if, if that's the case, um, it takes me a while. I just have to sit with the photograph for a while yeah. <laughs> and almost visualize how I'm going to go about doing it. And sometimes it won't be a photograph and we'll have a discussion about tones, a color palette or a theme or a feeling that they want to invoke within mm, a room. Mm. And, and in that case, it gives me a lot more freedom and I'll go away and observe really. So um, I do a lot of yeah, skies and seascapes. So take myself off to the beach yeah. <laughs> and just take in the energy of the environment. Um, and sort of, yeah, again, a lot of it is done in my mind of sort of visualizing what shapes I'm going to create within the painting. And so all of this is preparatory work. Um, and once I've formed it in my mind, I, I then, it's really obscure to describe, but it's, I just get a feeling like, right, I'm ready. I'm ready to paint. Wow. It's like yeah. The, yeah. I'm, I'm inspired now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I've got it in my mind and yeah, let it come out. So I know it sounds a bit abstract, but that's, that's my process. And no, not at all. So it's almost like that sort of all that work is going on behind the scenes it's almost like bringing your subconscious on, on board and just um yeah you're thinking about it even when you're you're not actually there in the moment sitting in yeah. so so that almost helps people get over that blank canvas thing it's because actually yeah. there's a whole process going on yeah and I find it very difficult to sit down at a, at a blank canvas and just yeah. paint <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how people do that really I, I wonder whether people do I'm sure people do but um but that's not my process I, yeah yeah I, I do have to have this and I can feel it it's an energy yes the only way that I can explain it really no that's that's really insightful actually it's really sort of and I guess it's the same whether you're writing music or or you know writing you know any creative process that is part of it is this there's a there's a trigger or a prompt or something whether it comes from you or comes from externally from a commission yeah. that gets you thinking about it you know and and that <clears throat> what you were saying about evoking a mood it reminds me of I was watching I was um addicted to that uh, interior designs program that was um sort of taking people and they all had to sort of compete against each other okay and there was one episode where they got an artist in the in the Lake District, I think it was. And and so so it was inspired to get somebody to paint a mural on the wall and then make all of the interior of this restaurant kind of fit in with that aesthetic. So yeah. it was the other, other way around to, you know, you normally have the tables and chairs and and all the yeah. decor and then you might paint a mural on the wall. But it was the actual mural. And that was yeah. that was a sort of landscape that brought the inside the outside in if you like yeah 
So it's almost like that process of what is the mood you want to create and how you're going to do that. Yeah. And I think as an artist, that's like such an exciting thing to be able to give to people as yeah, what an honor to be given, uh, to be commissioned to create a piece that's going to be a focal point within a room and give the room a mood, a sense of peace or calm or energy and uplift, whatever it might be. And it was interesting because you said you describe yourself as self-taught from the sort of fine art point of view. Obviously, you had the the architectural um, yeah. input, but when you say self-taught, you literally just did you use YouTube videos or or no, just experiment no. or how did you go about it? Just picked up a paintbrush and some paints. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I literally um, yeah I was discussing this with someone recently, and I think. It, the art world, as it's known traditionally, it can be intimidating, I think. And even to me, it's it's intimidating because there's a lot of narrative around it that I think is quite inaccessible. And yeah, and I was talking to this friend about, well, I don't I don't have any knowledge. <laughs> I'm not. I literally have never been to a painting class. I've never even YouTubed anything. I just do it naturally. And and she sort of asked, well, well, what's the, you know, what's the pros, what's the pros and cons of each? And and I realized in that conversation that actually, yeah, there's massive pros for me in the fact that I've I've not got any of that knowledge because I'm not thinking oh, this is what I need to do first. This is what I should be doing. It's total freedom. And I just go about it in my own way. And yeah, and it was also my paintings. Isn't that fascinating (laughs) that it's the same thing? It's the same idea of moving away from this is how you should do it. Whenever you're boxed in, that feels the opposite of freedom. Straining and not going to happen. Exactly. And I think since that conversation I'm really going to hold on to that and think, yeah, no, actually, I, it is my freedom. Art is my freedom. And I, I want to keep hold of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and not knowing that, you know, you probably wouldn't have been able to define that even maybe two years ago. Yeah. If I asked what was, what does freedom mean to you? And yet by exploring it and saying, well, it's just not this moving away from what it isn't gets yeah. you towards what what is this sense of freedom so how do you find because I think one of the the biggest challenges when you're a freelancer and you go out on your own is being your own boss so yeah. there's this sort of freedom of like I can just do what I want every day but actually <laughs> that's not really true if you're going to get stuff done yeah how, how's that been for you <clears throat> um so I'm a fairly disciplined person anyway um so I think, yeah, and, and another another common question that I get is, oh, how do you stay motivated? And yeah. I just, I find it a really sort of, I don't know, interesting question because I, I it's not really a, que- it's not a question. Like, this is my choice. I'm a business owner and an artist now. And if I want to move things forward, then I need to be disciplined in my approach. And there's an awful lot of things that, you know, maybe painting or drawing is 20% of what I do. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of cogs to be turned in the background. So, yeah, again, it's just through the doing of it that you come up against challenges and face fears (laughs) yeah and you clearly Um, you clearly are I mean when you talk about motivation I think your motivation comes through I I was talking to a a writer uh, last week and she was saying the motivation for her now success actually is defined by the connection that she makes mm-hmm. through her art you know it's when people respond to it and say yeah. oh my goodness that's really impacted me that's I mean even just you know our little portrait of Bailey we love it yeah. and yeah so that's formed a sort of connection between us yeah. so I guess that's, that's one place to get your motivation yeah I think that's it and um, definitely for me um that's the case as well I think I really I love the one-to-one uh, connection with people and if I can 
give something through my art to people and and you know conversely I I get that back as well I, I love yeah I love receiving that as well so yeah I suppose yeah that's motivation I guess but yeah I'm just curious as to what's possible um and I think I think maybe you know I don't know what's possible but I'm working on it um consistently on a daily basis and yeah pushing through quite a lot of fears <laughs> and recording my first podcast and yeah, um, even just doing stuff like this and, and that yeah. is part of that process of evolution so it's going from well there's just me and I'm gonna set up a website and and I you know you do beautiful cards as well so there's a real sort of gateway there for people who just want something small and yeah but you know as you say there's a real the work that goes into you do the illustration and then you've got to find the printer and get that all set up and yeah. load it onto the website and all of that stuff. Do you, do you outsource? Do you work with other people to do, to help no, you? No, not currently. It's just me, one woman yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is, yeah, it is a lot of work. As you say, I'm the photographer and the, I've done my, on my website and on my copy and yeah, I literally do everything. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot of work to be done. So I'm never twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> no, absolutely. But at the same time, that is all part of the, some of the stuff you can't really outsource because, I mean, your copy is beautiful, but I think it's because you've spent time delving into that self-exploration. And so then you tell the yeah. story and it, it comes out really, really well. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think people, well, personally, I know that I buy from people and you know I will support small business owners that whose work I love obviously but who I feel connected to and feel like I understand a bit of them and and I guess that's what I'm trying to bring to my own business is just I want it to be me mm. and um yeah so it's important that most of it is is at least done by me <laughs> yeah and um, it was it was it was almost like that mutual connection because i i sort of gravitated towards you and said oh i've got a dog can you do a little line drawing of him and and you know it still still has pride of place in our house and you did the same for me i mean we were talking about so sort of, we're going to move on to acts of kindness but you just sort of came up and went oh i would love to have a unity pendant and yeah because yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go so we've got this matching thing because it's it is that symbolism of just supporting collaboration yeah. it's you know that's for me what circles are all about and yeah. I, think I was telling that story and and that's what connected us yeah, to, yeah it's that sort of <laughs> artistic inspiration if you like that um, that brings it so yeah that was an ultimate as, as far as I was concerned it was kind of yep beautiful um and, and it is so lovely when you so for me anyone who has a unity pendant is sort of part of a community it's it's yeah they're all sort of dotted all around the world now and yeah. and I said I, I I'm sure I haven't taken mine off since I received oh you're it. kidding oh, I don't I know that. That. <laughs> no no That's no amazing. never take it off shower in it <laughs> so what would you say as we're moving into your stories what um what what does an act of kindness look like for you what impacted you yeah, well, I, I have thought about this, and the most impactful that um, act of kindness I can think of recently is a mutual connection of ours, Adana, um, who we met on Jess Huey's retreat a few years ago. Um, she, well, I mean, when when I first met, I mean, same as you, and met Adana, that she just has this aura of poise and elegance and and trust and um yeah there was just this energy about her when i met her anyway we've sort of kept in touch a little bit on instagram and i was resonating with um bits and pieces that she was writing with anyway she reached out to me recently um because she's training to she's getting a certification in coaching and so she offered me some coaching sessions I mean I've done bits and bobs of coaching before mm -hmm. um and 
yes, I was very happy to say, yes, I'd love to do some sessions with you. And it was just so powerful. I, I think she has this really important stance of, I can't really, I'm not sure I'm going to do it justice by describing, <laughs> but she, she just holds space and very, very thoughtfully and considerately asks questions and you just feel like you trust her. It's a very safe space to be in. And yeah, I just got so much value from those sessions. It was, we were discussing um, this whole idea around, yeah, my messaging around my artwork. And um, and in, in fact, Adana was the one that told me about you doing this podcast. And um, yeah, she just heard what I was trying to put out there in that I think it's hard to voice give extra voice to a visual piece of artwork. Um, and certainly for me, um, I've been told before that I should be on Instagram stories and doing all this stuff that I just don't feel comfortable with. I don't want to be talking into a camera by myself. It's just not for me. Um, so having conversations like this and sort of getting my message across in a much more natural and comfortable way. Yeah, it just, those sessions were so valuable to me and it was so kind of her to offer them. And um, yeah, it just had a really big in impact and gave me confidence in thinking, oh, I do have something to say and I do really want to say it. I just don't want to say it in the ways that I'm being told I should say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, again. <laughs> that's such a beautiful story. I mean, Adana is someone I'd love to have on the podcast. So, and, um, you know, I know she's doing great work with Invicta writing, you know, helping, yeah. help, helping women really find their voice. It's so, so powerful. And I yeah. think that's a natural progression for her to move into actually coaching and then just drawing out really you know good coaching is about holding up a mirror and saying yeah. here's what I see which often people don't see for themselves well it's difficult to see for yourself or it's you know those those empowering questions can just open up yeah that whole oh yeah that is another way of seeing it Perhaps <laughs> the narrative that I was carrying around with me wasn't wasn't serving me very well but exactly. yeah, that's, that's just amazing. And, and I think that's what's come through is, you know, I, I wasn't aware that you were being coached, but that evolution of from going from here's a website and, and it's sort of, um, it kind of skims the surface of who I am. And now suddenly your about page really starts to tell your story. And that's yeah. where the, the real powerfully connective stuff happens, I think. Yeah, exactly. And and what's the worst that can happen? It, yes. It's my truth. Yes. And and so why not? One of my favorite questions actually is we we always go to what's the worst that can happen and it is quite often a good thing to visit um yeah, what is the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is somebody says, "Oh, I don't really like your work." And you go, "Oh, well, it's obviously not for you then." But but yeah. Better question is what is the best that can happen? when you do this yeah what's possible <laughs> yeah yeah and that's suddenly what yeah. you seem to be stepping into which is just so full of potential yeah it feels exciting <laughs> yeah it's amazing amazing and and I think I think it's um people like Adana who who are as you say able to just build that trust hold that space who do mm. amazing things to, to such just great skills to provide yeah. I just, yeah, I think, yeah, as I say, there's a lot of noise out there and you kind of, yeah, people all over the place sort of telling you that they can help you. And yeah, and then there's people like Adana who just very quietly and calmly just hold that space for you. And yeah, for people like me that respond to one-on-one -on -one, deep conversation and connection it's just yeah I just think it's really important now skill. the way you're operating you're kind of honoring that still now it's still quietly in your own way that's I think that's the key to it is doing it 
in a way that honors you and who you are rather yeah. than this sort of okay yeah no you have to do instagram lives yeah. and you have to you know that's that all starts to feel like draining actually i i find yeah. it a bit yeah and there's this oh yeah i mean i always know if it's not right for me it's, yeah, mm, it's just mm. you can you know in your gut don't you whether it's yeah. you or someone telling you what to do um, and that process of um that's really what she's doing she's holding up that space creating that space for you to sort of listen to your intuition and know yeah. whether this feels right or and she's a very um yeah. intuitive listener in herself very yeah 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 she is yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Now I know you. I mean, the challenge that sprung to mind for me was just to what you know. How challenging is it to to say, okay, I've got this career, I can stay here, but life is very short, and we only get one chance at it. And I want to do something different. So I know that's been a challenge for you. But what what's the story that you were bringing to me with? Yeah, well, I think it is yeah it's related to that really and I think I can see and and this um, it's just part of living isn't it you you live your life and then at a certain point you sort of look look at it and realize oh okay well I've ticked all these boxes now <laughs> mm. and I'm doing the things that on paper, people seem to be, you know, this has been the, if you do this, 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 and this, then, you know, I don't know, you'll find happiness or yeah. be fulfilled. And and I just wasn't. <laughs> and yeah, I just sat in my, in the office and yeah, it's, it could have been, I could have stayed there. Um, it probably would have been a lot easier to do so in terms of, finances and such forth but yeah as you say you only live once and I think I'd built my self-confidence and self-belief up enough in myself to just think actually I want to back myself now and I want to go and and, and explore what's possible on my own terms and I think it might be more of an adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um and yeah, so it's a big sort of stepping into the unknown of it's scary because we all as humans want to cling on and attach ourselves to things and identities and jobs and external stuff. And I think for me it was just I just knew that oh I felt I sensed that oh this this can't be it surely I've got more to offer and explore and give and learn than than this and that became more important to me than staying in the comfort zone um so of course it's it is it's challenging um but it's also really really freeing and yeah and I love the challenges like I think I think we get too comfortable and I just want to I think I find it really interesting to explore what will happen if you step into and go work through the discomfort so be that in business terms kind of I don't know PR and outreach yeah, yeah. or learning you skills. You yeah, yourself absolutely. Exactly, learning technical skills that you know I never would have explored. Um, sat in in the day job. I, I just think it really stretches me, yeah. and um, and I like that. <laughs> I'm one yeah, for that, learning that challenge Sorry. of being stretched, which can feel really uncomfortable, and and yeah. What do you do for the moments of self-doubt? Because the thing is, it's never a, just a tra trajectory of, of, okay, and then this happened, and then you know, we, we join the dots retrospectively very well. But for yeah. those moments where you think, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, well, luckily I've had no moments of I've made the wrong choice. I yes, just haven't. Yes. But, yeah, of course, I have, I'm questioning all the time whether I'm – 
is this the right direction to go in? Um, but I think the more that I do it, the more that I trust myself to make the next right decision. And that's all I'm trying to do. If I'm connected with my intuition and I'm following that and doing things from my truth, then that's the right thing to be doing. And even if it doesn't work out as expected, well, I will have learned from that and I can evolve and and keep moving forwards. And I think that's the thing is if I'm disciplined and consistent with it, yeah, then we keep moving forwards. And yeah. It's almost like um, I'm just going to take baby steps. That's yeah. kind of one way to overcome a challenge is I'm not going to look at the bigger picture and whether it's yeah. all going to fit into place. It's just what's the next step yeah all that opens and yeah. and that's what's amazing is you know even you you couldn't have anticipated that adana would reach out to you and and the coaching is is part of that process isn't it where you kind of go okay somebody else to just mm. help me work through the what's next and yeah yeah exactly and i think i think it's important to recognize that as well and yeah no doubt in the future i will look towards coaching again when I feel I need it because I think it's just a really helpful when I first started in the jewelry business I was working with a couple of mentors um Robin Kramer and and Tracy Matthews and Robin's big mantra was no one ever got to where they are today alone and yeah. it was so refreshing to hear because you do kind of think oh um, everybody else must be able to do it without any help or, you know, or I'm just useless because I haven't done it. Yeah. It is actually behind the scenes, all that stuff that happens for people yeah. is always... Yeah, it takes a community, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Just... And I think that's the other thing of sort of, yeah, the more that you do it and the more that, okay, I don't know when my next pound might come in. <laughs> many times that's the case but I just trust that if I keep doing what I feel is the right thing to be doing and I'm you know I'm doing it in a disciplined and reasonably organized way so that I'm doing trying to cover all the things that business needs me to cover um I just trust that 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 it'll work out and and because it has over the last year it has and so I've built I've built an evidence bank now of well things do come in <laughs> I might yeah. not know when they come they're gonna come in but that's not for me to know I just need to keep continuing trust and, it will still happen and and yeah. also trust that you have such skill and such talent that people want to pay for that people really oh. do you know want to reward you for it it's um, <laughs> so that's what you you kind of I don't want to use the word should but that's absolutely where you should be uh, you know from my point of view for sure that's kind <laughs> so so tell me tell me I'm not I have no idea whether music plays a part in your life are you somebody who listens to a lot of music I imagine you are oh yes I am <laughs> I'm creative so yeah yeah, yeah no, difficult question Kat could have yeah, gone so any you have to narrow it down are you as diverse with your music tastes you as you are within within art you know you have <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I am and actually I could have gone in any direction with this so I really love and sometimes when I'm painting I listen to classical music mm. and actually my birthday is in July and what I, and one of the things that I'll miss about London is that I often would go and buy myself a ticket for the proms on my birthday and just go after work and sit by myself, close my eyes and yeah, wow. just thinking that orchestral music. But, but yeah, I haven't I haven't gone down the classical route. I've chosen um Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. In the name of balance. <laughs> so I can't tell you it's such an eclectic playlist and yeah. it's got oh some amazing amazing music on it now but yeah Cindy Lauper and I think it is just that is just well certainly 
girls of a certain age you know it just takes yeah. you back and well yeah it actually was my the first album that I ever bought was her I think it's 12 Deadly Sin so I'm quite the fact that I still love it now I just think oh yeah quite good taste yeah. back then <laughs> isn't, isn't Cindy Lauper's true colors as well isn't she so yeah all about yeah. yourself as who you are and showing up as yourself and exactly she's yeah. just such a force isn't she and yeah fabulous oh that's a fabulous and do you have a memory do you have is that is that a song that you kind of there's a story behind it no not really apart from it being the first album that I ever bought and I'm one of these people that you know if I'm into something I will listen to it <laughs> on but repeat been, yes <laughs> like that is your anthem that's kind yeah of, wow. yeah so and I think you know I can I can be as you've probably got from this conversation like a a deep thinking person but equally I also like having a laugh yeah. and having fun and dancing around and um having a party and yeah so and I just love part it. of it and I think there's a sense at the moment as well of it's been quite a heavy year for everyone in different yeah. ways and a lot of isolation and just yeah let's just bring some of that fun to the fore at the moment yeah and really. the fact that <laughs> we're kind of getting through it absolutely yeah. beautiful yeah. story so as you know you have shared a lot of wisdom and I think you are now <clears throat> becoming sort of a leader in, in in yourself as to how what it feels like to step into your true self and maybe anyone who's listening to this who's thinking do I have the courage to do something different or stop doing what I'm doing at the moment is you know going to really get so much from this but what's the what's the wisdom that you wanted to put into my collection so I think that there's a lot of power in letting go and saying no and stepping back and pausing or quitting and I think that yeah it just creates this space within our days our lives our minds for the the unknown but often there's a lot you know there's opportunities within that unknown space and you know I think in today's world where there's a lot of busyness going on it's not very trendy <laughs> to say oh no I'm just gonna step back and take some time for myself and um and stop and maybe it's a bit there's a bit of fear around that as well but actually I think I think there's an awful lot of power in it in that space so that's my wise word. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from someone who's so creative, I think creativity needs that space. Yeah, absolutely. I find it within my paintings. I can't force. Yeah. I can't force my artwork, and and often what I need to do is just step away, leave it, <laughs> leave it, go for a walk. And yeah, surprisingly, the flow comes back. Beautiful. So yeah, take a break have a pause and and I feel like the pandemic's been a bit of that for so many people yeah. who've never experienced that in their life they've just yeah I think there'll be a lot of reassessing yeah yeah, yeah. such mm -hmm. a powerful powerful piece of wisdom so thank you for that and I I always turn it around you know we've talked about acts of simple kindness and you had some beautiful stories around that but do you have an ask or an act of simple kindness of my audience oh <laughs> other, um, than, other than to just go and check out your amazing work I would love 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 well yeah I mean I yeah I mean if if this conversation has resonated then I would love yeah. to hear, from, yeah, hear yeah. from you and yeah of course you're all welcome to go and have a look at my website and my artwork and yeah well, if you want inspiration for what makes a good website, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's just Aww. so, it's, the aesthetic is so you, I mean, I know you're from a design background and you have mm. that talent naturally inside you, but even so it's, 
it really just resonates you know the copy is beautiful and then and then yeah you're you're fortunate that the uh the the artwork is from you as well so so it's all part of it but really really beautiful and also you know as i said there's this um because you make such beautiful cards and things it's not it's it's also affordable and approachable it's not that sort of um i think art can sometimes be oh if it's going to be a private commission or something it's going to cost a lot of money um you know but yeah. but there's there's something for everyone which is yeah so i've tried to make it accessible for a range of yeah budgets. so yeah there's all sorts on there <laughs> that really comes through so i will put all the links to instagram your website um but it's rebecca harrison design uk Perfect. Well, I cannot thank you enough for being here, Rebecca. I know this has been a big stretch for you. And I um, I think it's just been a beautiful conversation. So thank no, you, thank you so, so much for joining me. And yeah, we'll have to get in touch with Adana and get her onto the podcast. Yeah, right guess her on. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from. So I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.